Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. America and happy Tuesday, a historic day in America, something that has not happened in the history of the country, a vote that's only happened two times in the history of our company, just was carried out on Capitol Hill. The House of Representatives has voted to vacate the chair. In other words, fire Kevin McCarthy as Speaker. Uh, Congressman Matt Gates of Florida, frustrated that the Congress did not meet its deadline of the end of the fiscal year to get 12 federal spending bills passed like they promised when they were campaigning last year to be put into the majority. He succeeded in uh, getting Kevin McCarthy uh, thrown out. It's called a motion to vacate. It passed with nearly all Democrats and well over a half dozen Republicans voting to remove Speaker McCarthy. It puts the House into uncharted waters. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty over the next few days. It stops the progress that was being made on some of the spending bills, albeit much too late. Yes, Kevin McCarthy did miss his deadlines, and that is something that can't be refuted. Uh, But it also delays the House impeachment proceedings. There are questions about when subpoenas can be issued or if they can be issued in this moment. A lot that can't uh, go on until a new speaker is elected. Who will that speaker be? Might it be Kevin McCarthy again, if he puts his name back in? Could it be Tom Emmer from Minnesota, the majority whip? It can't be the majority leader right now, probably long-term in a new election because uh, Steve Scalise is is battling uh, blood cancer and is focused on his health, although he did show up in the uh, uh, chamber today and give an impassioned defense of Kevin McCarthy, as did many of the Republicans. Uh, Well over 200 Republicans obviously voted for Kevin McCarthy, but uh, not enough to save his job, and that we're now in uncharted waters. We've got a really amazing show to you uh, for you. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Congressman Troy Nell has joined us right in the middle of this historic vote, right in the middle of it happening, and he gave us some skinny, what's going on, what he expects to happen. We're going to play that first. Then uh, we'll take another commercial break. I got a few minutes today with Vivek 
Vivek Swami, the rising star of the Republican Party, uh, polling second or third in a lot of the states in the primaries behind Donald Trump, albeit Donald Trump is way ahead. But he had his own comments about what went on the floor today. We're going to share a little bit of that with you. It's a very interesting set of sentiments that we want to share. And then uh, we have a great conversation with uh, one of my good colleagues in journalism. He's been in the mainstream media with me. Then he started new media uh, called uh, Metric Media. Uh, Brian Quigley is going to join us. He has a great story about a little tiny commission in Ohio that suddenly started getting a lot of federal money. And oh, guess what? They went woke. They started working on removing uh, fossil fuels from Ohio uh, in a state that actually values it. And by the way, one of its largest industries is the natural gas industry in Ohio. And this federally funded tiny little commission now on the climate change agenda. A great story about little bodies that can accrue much power and money uh, just by ideological moves. We're going to have that in the last end of the show. So we'll take a quick commercial break right now, just to put in perspective, just so you know, no speaker has ever been fired before in the history of the House in real time during his tenure. Many have resigned during their tenure or after. Uh, John Boehner, uh, Newt Gingrich, so many but none ever fired by vote, by a motion to vacate. There was only one other vote in the history of the United States Congress. Uh, this was in 1910 when uh, the famous uh, speaker, whom uh, Congressional Building is now named after, Speaker Cannon, well, he called his own election to call the bluff on his critics. He survived the motion to vacate. That is the only other time that such a vote has even been taken. And so the drama that began in January of uh, this year with 15 consecutive votes before Kevin McCarthy could be named speaker now takes a new twist with Kevin speak Kevin McCarthy being fired in the middle of his job with a budget uh, not passed uh, with 45 days ticking on a temporary spending bill uh, and no clear and apparent a successor to Kevin McCarthy. You're going to hear that from Congressman Troy Nels of Texas in a few minutes. Wow, that's a lot of history to play out. But uh, put that into the thinking cap. We'll take a quick commercial break here from our great sponsors and advertisers when we come back. Congressman Troy Nels, right after this. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. 
plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. All right, folks, uh, back from the commercial break. We have breaking news right from the floor of the House. Congressman Troy Nelson, the great state of Texas, right after voting in this extraordinary drama on in the House, talking with us right now. Congressman, welcome back to the show. Uh, John, good to be with you. Tell us how you voted first. Well, I voted no. Yes. I, I, I think so far right now there are about six uh, Republicans that voted yes. I think that this could get really, really interesting over the next 12, 24, 48 hours. Wow. And if the original motion to vacate passes, what's the next uh, sort of step that could happen? Well, then I guess at that point in time, then Kevin would be uh, Speaker McCarthy then would be removed. I guess he would appoint an interim right. or an acting speaker. And then we'll just be going through what we went through on January 6th. I mean, we'll, we'll just go through this process. I just, you know, again, I, I'm concerned about this because, you know, we weren't supposed to be here this week or next week. Right. But we came back because we couldn't get the appropriations done. So now everything's going to be put on hold while we go through this. And I just there, the, the reason I voted no, John, is no, there is no replacement. There is yeah. no one else that, you, you know, you saw the majority leader Scalise up there. You saw Jim Jordan. You saw Tom Emmer, the whip. Everybody was up there uh, advocating for, for Kevin McCarthy. So I just think. You know, if we're going to replace them, well, then somebody tell me with who. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in this in this body that could get more than 80 votes, more or less 218. Wow. That is, uh, there's some names that float up. Uh, obviously, uh, Congressman Emmer has a lot of respect in the caucus. Could he get a majority, perhaps, from the guys that are there? No. No. no he couldn't. No. Wow. So we're really in a stalemate. Um how, what is the American people to take from this? I mean, obviously, they sent you to do a different type of job, and, and now that job's been interrupted by this vote. Uh, what what messaging will there be? Just, you know, everyday America's trying to figure this out, because it's never happened before in the history of the House. I don't know. I think when the American people are sitting at home and they're struggling to try to pay their bills with inflation, fuel, yeah. food prices, and all that, they're coming up here, and they're looking at the circuses in town again. I'm just thinking, you know, we, we have a job up here. We have to pass legislation. Yes, even though the legislation that we passed, Chuck Schumer at the Senate, he's not taking any of it up. So right. this is just a horrible situation the American people are in because we only have, you know, one half of one third. We got a four seat majority. We don't have the Senate. My focus, my goal, my objective is to make sure that Donald Trump is elected the 47th president. That's what we should all be focused on up here. Can he play a role in this interim period if uh, Speaker McCarthy's ousted? I, I, maybe he could if it's six. I mean, they're still calling a few names. I was in the list, so there could it could get up to seven. But right. I don't know. I mean, I just think that that there is. You know, people ask me. No, Matt Gates spoke very well. I mean, he brought yeah. up some valuable arguments. Sure, he did. I mean, don't get me wrong, but yeah. but if somebody can 
get me somebody that says they got a hundred supporters, they got a hundred co-sponsors for there. Show me it, but they don't have it. Nobody yeah, has it. That's Kevin the problem. McCarthy, that's right. Kevin McCarthy is going to continue to be our speaker, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, and uh, and so they'll, they'll put his name back up, and we'll just they'll keep going, right? He can't appoint himself though. In the meantime, right? He has to appoint. A no, different, no, no, yeah. no. He, he'll appoint. Right. He'll he'll appoint an interim or an right. acting, right? And then we'll go through this. Now, in the end, let's say the six or seven don't break. It may be where you could get some of the Democrats that just vote present. Yep. Then that reduces the threshold, the number. That's right. So you could have something like that, and he could end up being becoming the speaker again with 210, 12. That's amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing thing. You have been uh, not stopping your job. You're working every day on oversight issues, on uh, uh, getting the border secured. What are the important things that have been going on behind the scenes that maybe this drama has um, uh, masked in some way over the last few weeks? Well, again, I think we're doing the best we can to try to get some of this legislation across the aisle. But when you look at what we did with our defense bill, you know, that the Senate isn't going to take that up. Two months ago, two months ago in July, we passed our FAA reauthorization. So what did you hear from the dishonest media and the left? They said, if you go to a shutdown, the air traffic controllers aren't going to be around. They could be dangerous in the air. Right. We sent the FAA reauthorization to Chuck Schumer back in July. He's done nothing with it. So those that want to sit and blame me and the other 20 that voted against the CR, saying for shutting down the government, don't want the Border Patrol to be paid, don't want the military to be paid, the the appropriation bills are over there. Chuck Schumer's done nothing with it. Yeah, they're actually the ones in danger of shutting them down. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, John. Well, it's, it is a, a really dramatic moment today. It's going to take a few days for everybody to absorb this. I know one thing is you never stop working. You're always out there exposing stuff. Um, I want to just turn quickly to the Biden uh, uh, investigation because that was gaining some momentum. That'll be derailed for a few days, I assume. Uh, what's the most important thing that you've learned in the last couple of weeks about the president, his son, his family, and all that foreign money? I, I, everything that I've suspected with this, yeah. this family and this individual with the son, that they are corrupt. And they are bought and paid for by our adversaries. That's what we've discovered. And, and uh, so I believe that we're going to continue with this impeachment inquiry. There's three committees that have a stake in this, and that is Ways and Means, Judiciary, and Oversight. And I think we're all doing a, a good job trying you to are. put all the pieces together, expose who this family really is. But, John, I want to make sure Joe Biden is their nominee. I mean, let's be clear now. Yeah, you'd, you'd like him to be the guy, right? <laughs> I want to I impeach the guy, fine, but let's just make sure that he's their nominee because Donald Trump will beat him. Yeah, that's funny. I've heard that from many Republicans. I, I, uh, yeah. Well, you heard it from me first. That's right. We always hear it from you first. That's one of the benefits of having you on this show. Congressman, sure. great honor. I know you got to get back to the floor to see how this turns out. Thank you for the update right Thank on the you, front Mr. lines. God bless. All Bye-bye, right. John. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, folks, we're going to take a commercial break in a second. But before we do, we've got a major town hall series starting uh, here at Just the News in partnership with AMAC, the Association for Mature and American Citizens. Uh, We are going to interview the major presidential candidates all throughout the month of October. First up, Vivek Ramaswamy on Thursday night on Real America's Voice 6 p.m. in my normal hole for my TV show with Amanda Head. We're going to have this special report. Uh, a one-hour sit-down with Vivek Ramaswamy. The next day, we're going to be sitting with former President Donald Trump, seeking to become the 47th president of, of America after being its 45th president. Next week, uh, we will have Governor Doug Burgum from North Dakota. Then, uh, in the coming weeks, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, and possibly Vice President Mike Pence to round out uh, the top interviews for this series. Check it out Thursday night. But today, while we were pre-taping uh, the town hall, 
Uh, I had some time with Vivek Ramaswamy, and he weighed in on what he saw going on in the House floor and why it uh, matters uh, in a bigger picture for Republicans about what they stand for, not necessarily who they stand for. Take a listen. So look, I'd like to take a step back and think about the Republican Party as one that obsesses over the who a little too much. Kevin McCarthy or somebody else, Ronna McDaniel or somebody else, Donald Trump or somebody else. Let's focus on the what and the why. What do we stand for? Why do we stand for it? And let's think about what precipitated this conversation and get the best out of it. We have a national debt problem, $33 trillion in national debt. And we're talking about everything around that issue without actual talking about the substance of it. So what I've said is we need zero-based budgeting in Washington, D.C. Start with zero as the baseline and then build up from that instead of the broken budget that comes from last year. And I want to see the Republican Party move forward. Let's be the party of substance. Let's talk about what we stand for and why. Then the question of who is best positioned from president to speaker of the House to otherwise automatically comes from that. That's where I'm leading this party. That's where we need to go. And the theatrics of who is or isn't in which seat, that matters less than the substance of the issue. How do we confront that national debt problem? That's the question we need to answer. And until we do, everything else is really just a sideshow. Wow. Uh, you're going to not want to miss this one-hour interview with Vivek Ramaswamy, a very powerful and very substantive, much like the interviews I've done with President Trump and Governor DeSantis in the past. You're going to hear a lot of issues, a lot of ideas. Vivek Ramaswamy, like President Trump, I like Florida Governor DeSantis, an idea machine. You're going to get that Thursday night. But there, you heard a little bit about what a millennial generation politician, one of the younger politicians on the presidential stage right now, thinks about what just played out in Capitol Hill. That was pretty cool. All right, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, a good friend of mine in journalism, Brian Quigley, he was in the mainstream media with me today. He runs Metric Media, an alternative news source that is gaining traction all across this country. 4,000 local sites now producing news every day. He's got a great story from one of them in Ohio, the story of a commission that seized power and money and is now out to eliminate fossil fuels in a state where fossil fuel drilling for natural gas is one of its main businesses. We'll have that right after the commercial break. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash 
Just News. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Uh, over the last couple of years, there has been an entire new ecosystem of journalism sites cropping up across the country from national sites like Just the News to uh, some very uh, local sites that are doing extraordinary journalism uh, uh, many times uncovering uh, government grifts and government uh, power grabs that are flying below the radar of the traditional national news media. Our next guest is at the forefront of helping to build some of these incredible news organizations. He is one of the driving forces behind a consortium of local news sites called Metrics Media, and he joins us right now. He's my good friend, Brian Quigley. Brian, welcome to the show. John, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Uh, you have an amazing uh, background in journalism. And a few years ago, you're one of those entrepreneurs that just jumped into the middle of this and said, hey, we got to start creating sites that bring truth to the pe people, get uh, stories that are being denied the American public. Tell us a little bit about the evolution of Metric Media. Yeah, so you're certainly right. I mean, we have uh, a dearth of good reporting that's out there, and we have a monolith uh, within the national media, of course. Uh, perspectives. And so what Metric Media is doing is, well, Metric Media is about 4,000 total local uh, papers all across America in every corner of every state. Uh, and really what we strive to do is cover the things that have uh, not have ceased to be covered uh, and the stories that have ceased to be covered. So that's one of the great things is that when uh, when the traditional media leaves the field, there are lots of things to report on and talk about. And so that's that's what we do. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. And now with all of the sites across the country, you're you're, you're reading millions of readers in, in local communities around there. Uh, you had a fun story that caught my eye the other day. Uh, we've been focused on some of the federal commissions and boards that uh, uh, take hundreds of millions of dollars in the federal budget every year, and they just have fun sounding names, but they don't really seem to contribute uh, but you found a really powerful example in the state of Ohio uh, through one of your great outlets there. I think it was called the Buckeye Reporter. Tell us a little bit about what's been found uh, about this one planning agency. I think it's called the um, it was one of the Columbus planning agencies, if I remember correctly. Yep, absolutely. Uh, this is the story of a little group called the Mid-Ohio Regional Planning Commission or I guess they call it MORPIC um, as an acronym. And so uh, MORPIC was created in 
uh, 80 years ago, 1943, uh, and its original mission, like many of these groups across the country, and there's probably hundreds of these, we think, uh, in various different states, its mission was to help coordinate local governments as the interstate highway system was being built out. So, you know, things like water runoff and storm drainage and flooding and you know, this was something new, and so these communities had to have normalized standards, et cetera. So they created these groups like the Mike Morpick to do that kind of work. And over the years, and Morpick was originally funded by these local governments commissioned by the state of Ohio. And over the years, it would do other things that would be sort of coordinating these sleepy little rural, mostly rural local governments. This, this one in particular is around Columbus, Ohio, in the, right. in the sort of the outer reaches of Columbus. So what does Morpic do today? Well, today that, that little sleepy group is uh, comprised of 84 employees. This year it will have a budget of $23 million. Uh, 13 million of that this year alone comes from the federal government. So in the last four years, they've spent almost 80 million dollars. 40 million of that coming from federal government grants. Things like, and this is the fun part, the Inflation Reduction Act. I know your listeners are aware of the trillions of dollars that were spent in the rush of uh, the Biden administration's efforts to uh, never let a crisis go to waste, and so. This is really the story of where that money goes, or at least part of where that money goes. So what does Morpic do? Morpic today goes around and tries to indoctrinate these local communities into changing over to alternative energies, wind and solar. They try to convince these local government to, governments to pass ordinances that ultimately are designed to uh, eliminate uh, fossil fuels altogether from their communities. Uh, they have something called the sustainability, sustainability 2050 program currently that they're trying to get local governments to, to agree to, which essentially would outlaw things like natural gas hookups in, in, in homes. My favorite, of course, is that they are trying to get local governments to pass ordinances that would make it illegal to start your car, your internal combustion engine car, in the, on, in the cold winter mornings to let it warm up. Uh, before you left the house. So, <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be that's, that's popular the, in Ohio on a cold uh, winter day. Not so much, right? <clears throat> right. Right. So that's what these that's what these folks are doing. And, and what's interesting about this is that they're trying to convince farmers, farmers in these regions to change from farming crops to actually putting solar panels in. So you might ask yourself, why, why wouldn't any of these farmers do that? Well, they try to convince them that this is better financially for them because over time they, they think they can make more money doing this. Why would a local government want to encourage this? Well, because local governments would get more tax revenue off of the taxing of these solar panels. Now, here's the, John, here's the funniest thing or the most interesting thing. Uh, Ohio is the sixth largest producer of natural gas in the entire country. It has more natural gas reserves. It has 31.5 billion cubic feet. I looked this up. The Energy Information Administration says that Ohio is completely packed with natural gas underneath, uh, underneath the state. But somehow or another, these groups are going around trying to convince local communities to basically 
disconnect themselves from their most valuable natural resource that is cheap and plentiful uh, in exchange for a much more expensive and uh, much less reliable, uh, you know, uh, solar and wind energy. It's uh, acting against the state's interests, essentially. One of its core industries, it could Indeed. potentially put out of business with its own planning strategy. Uh, it is amazing to watch these uh, organizations that start maybe with one mission that might have made sense, you know, during its founding. Uh, and then soon afterwards, they morph into something that becomes injected with an ideology or one side of the a political equation. And they start carrying that out often against the interest of their constituents or of their you know, their host states and communities. Um, over time, the, this organization has grown in uh, its money, right? The more it's morphed, the more it's getting more money. Right. Isn't that correct? That's that's absolutely correct. And it's and as I said, a lot more of this is coming from the federal government. And so your tax dollars are actually paying to subsidize this kind of thing. And, of course, these groups are staffed with people for example, uh, their sustainability officer at Morpic, uh, her name is Brandy Whetstone. Uh, she comes from Bowling Green State University. She's a former executive of the Sierra Club and has worked on a number of Democrat political campaigns in Columbus. Uh, of course, we all know Sierra, the Sierra Club is also dedicated to banning the production of energy and fossil fuels. Right. Um, you know, so folks like Brandy Whetstone and, and others are are producing these materials to try to convince these communities to, to do this. Another person on their on their payroll is a guy, guy named John Paul De Aversa, who is their energy equity activist. Uh, I know a lot of people in your audience are wondering, how do I get a job? Yeah. Uh, how do I become an energy equity uh, energy equity activist? Right. What do you do with that? Right. So here's what he does. He tries to convince. He's advocating for taxpayer subsidies to help the working poor afford solar panels because we all know that the working poor are very concerned about putting solar panels on their houses. I mean, this stuff is just you can't make it up, and it's just amazing. But I I I, I do think that we really need to take this kind of thing you know seriously because they over time these groups will have a, an impact in the energy policies of this country. Just last week, for example, the city of Mount Vernon, Ohio, uh, adopted Morpic's Sustainable 2050 program by a vote of five to two. This happened literally last week. Uh, five of the seven members of their local government said, we are going to work toward a plan that will, by 2050, eliminate uh, all, I, I guess, fossil fuels from, uh, you know, so if you have a house in Mount Vernon, Ohio, and you want to put a natural gas hook up, you can't do it, or you won't be able to do it. At least that's what they're saying that they want to work for. Um, and so, the, you know, I think the threat of this, uh, what these folks are doing is actually, um, is real. And I think I think it's something that we should all be sort of concerned about. It is, and I think the one of the things that I love when you, one of your news organizations like the Buckeye Reporter digs into an issue you often do an ROI, which is a great way of looking. What are we getting for our money? And there was this fascinating little factoid in the uh, Planning Commission story that you broke a couple days ago uh, that really struck my um, uh, fancy. And that is that over the last five or six years, there's been tens of billions of dollars of uh, taxpayer subsidies, federal taxpayer subsidies, 
to the solar industry to get the solar industry, which is quite costly right now, on a, uh, an operating par with other yeah. energy things. And for that, they, uh, the solar industry currently produces less than 1% of our energy, right? 100%. Last year alone, uh, the federal government subsidized solar to the tune of $7.5 billion. It, they subsidize solar 302 times more than they do nuclear power, even though nuclear is equally green in the sense that right. it doesn't no emissions uh, carbon. Right. Uh, it is much cheaper, to, and and the safety has improved incredibly with with regard to nuclear. But nuclear is is not on the good list for some of these folks. And so yeah, I, I mean essentially what you have is the government puts its thumb on the scale. They decide what energy policies that they want to advance. But here's the real kicker, and this is the thing, and again, it won't surprise anybody in your audience, but a lot of what is backing uh, the politicians advancing these things is a solar energy complex in and of itself. And so what happens is uh, when on the front end, groups like Morpic come into these local communities and they convince these city councils to make it easier to install solar and wind and all this stuff, on the back end, uh, companies that are getting huge subsidies from private companies now, from the, from the federal government, then come in and sell their products and wares to the farmer. Who's going to put a solar panel, a solar field in a farmer's field, but right. somebody who is getting subsidized by the federal government oftentimes are funding the campaigns of the politicians and the super PACs that are propping these folks up. And I will add that it's not just the you know, the, the, the state and national politicians. It's not just your U.S. senators and your Congress people that are getting uh, th this, this money. It's actually local officials. And so, you know, this becomes um, sort of an unholy alliance between an industry who has a self-interest subsidized by the federal government to come in and install, uh, you know, uh, solar and wind but on the front end, in order to soften the ground up, the federal government subsidizes local quasi-government groups to change the laws to allow this to happen. So it, it really is, you know, a whole, if you will, pardon the pun, ecosystem of, of you know, special interests that are at work here in, Amer in rural America. And I will just add, these are not places that are bright blue Biden voting places. This is happening under the nose of places where most citizens have no idea what's going on. And most of these folks are actually, you know, they're, they're not, if they're aware of it, they're not going to be in favor of, of this mandate, of these mandates. The dynamic you described too, I think helps people understand why we end up now, you know, $33 trillion in debt. We have more debt now accumulated in the last two decades and the other um, two millenniums of the uh, two centuries of the U.S. Uh, experience and uh, why today our national debt exceeds gross domestic product for the first time in our lifetimes. These uh, entities, they just take on more and more responsibilities. They keep growing in size and sometimes they invest in things that don't result in an ROI. If we're putting tens of billions of dollars for 1% of solar energy in the world and yet we put just a couple billion dollars into gas-powered uh, 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 energy, which currently I think is about 45 to 50% of our load, it seems like our priorities are upside down. 
hundred percent. And I'll I'll just add one other interesting fact. Where do you think the solar panels are manufactured that are going <laughs> into the farmers' fields in central Ohio? Yeah. Uh, if you said China, you, you guessed right, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's where it's they're amazing. all manufactured. Same thing with the batteries for the cars, yeah. right? The EV cars are also batteries. Hundred percent. It's amazing. Hundred percent. This is not. These are not American jobs. I know. Maybe another time we'll talk about the UAW and where they're getting screwed over by the Chinese as well. But but this is what's happening, right? Your jobs are, and the money is going. You know, over or coming from overseas. The product and money is going from overseas to manufacture this stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's uh, pretty remarkable to to see the dynamics at work, and um, I think we this layering and layering and layering of government bureaucracy at some point becomes unsustainable. And I think that that's what a lot of Americans are looking at. Brian, you like I started in the traditional news media, and then you got that uh, entrepreneurial bug to create a new set of platforms for Americans. How are Americans uh, beginning to embrace these new alternative uh, news sites? Because they're becoming more and more influential every day. How are they doing it? And what's been the biggest surprise to you as you've gone on this journey? Well, you know, and yes, you're right. That more and more folks are finding uh, places to get their news other than the traditional news sources. And I do think it goes back to sort of the point I made at the beginning, which is, when you do good reporting, which we try to do, you do, you do excellent work as well. And people find stories that are true, they're real, they're, they're documented, and they're not seeing it anywhere else. And so I, I think part of the, when, when the mainstream media leaves the playing field, uh, and uh, then it simply is an opportunity. And I think that's what we saw when we started into this business is that there was a tremendous opportunity to tell stories, to dig in, do investigative work uh, that's out there um, that the, the left, uh, the left wing media. And I say that because when you read, when you look at the, the media that is considered mainstream, it's really a monolith. And, and you know, this as well, they, they get their talking points from one source. They all repeat the, the same thing. So when we do our stories, we dig in, like this story that we're talking about here uh, has not been reported, to my knowledge at least, or anywhere else. And we're going to continue to dig in in other communities as well. We're going to find more of these groups out there. And we're going to tell these stories because, so people find this, they find it on social media, they find it on our website, uh, metricmedianews.com. Uh, you can find your, your local paper. Um, and they find it and they read it and they come back to it because, you know, good reporting is going to sell really anywhere, as, as you well know. Yeah, so that's what we try to do. And, and we, you know, we're growing. We're going to continue to do this. Uh, we're going to continue to uncover stuff like this. And, um, yeah, that's where we are. It's amazing. And it's quite an empire you're building. I mean, how many locations do you have right now that are producing news at the local or state level? Yeah, I mean, I think at last count we were around four thousand nationally. That's um, amazing. You know, we have we have well, what we try to do is put uh, papers in every corner of of, of every state, yeah. and you know the the traditional local media has sort of gone away for a variety of reasons, yep. um, and some of it's ideological, some of it's simply economic uh, of, of of the news business. And so when we go in, we're able to sort of fill these vacuums and over time we're able to do this. But yeah, we have about 4,000, I think, uh, give or take, 
Um, and, you know, we, we go out every day and we, we dig around, we look for stuff that's not being reported. We find sort of interesting angles, again, like you do and many others um, in, in, in this community that find things that are not being reported. And, and guess what? People actually find it interesting, informative, and they, and they like to read these things. And they find these things uh, through social media. They find them online. Uh, and that's really what's happened, as you know. We've opened up the the ability to find things um, and find stories that weren't there even 10 years ago, I think. Um, and so, yeah, we're 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 thrilled with what's going on and uh, with partnering with folks like you and others. And uh, you know, we love it. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah, well, it's an amazing enterprise that you've built, and in such quality reporting. I mean, I think the story in the Buckeye uh, reporter just really gets at what stories have been left unturned, un, unreported in communities for so long. When you expose something like the Mid-Ohio Regional Planning Commission, it's spending and it's sort of woke agenda. Uh, you're benefiting, you know, a large part of Ohio that otherwise would have been blinded to this uh, reality. It's uh, truly a, a remarkable thing. One more time, if people want to find all the different sites, where's the best starting point? Metricmedianews.com. That's pretty easy to remember, folks. Go. go check it out. It's one of my favorite sites I check every morning. Metricmedianews.com. Go check it out today. Brian, we're going to get you back on the show real quick, uh, real soon. I really enjoy the work and uh, thank you for the public interest journalism you guys are committing every day. It's, uh, it really is great stuff and it's making a much more informed citizenry, which is something we need right now. John, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to have you on, my friend. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up on a chaotic day on Capitol Hill. Yep, uh, the McCarthy era in jeopardy. We'll explain that right after these messages. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. So grateful you can join us today. Hey, uh, please remember our good friends at AMAC. Go to the Association of Mature American Citizens and support them. Go get an annual or a five-year membership like I do. Go match me. AMAC is a major sponsor, a major backer of Justin News, John Solomon Reports, Justin News, No Noise, a television show. And on this Thursday night, we kick off a new venture together, a, a presidential candidate interview series called the AMAC, Just the News, Presidential Candidate Town Hall Interview Series. We're really excited about that. Vivek Ramaswamy up first, Donald Trump up after that, Governor Burgum from North Dakota, Governor DeSantis from Florida, UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, and 
Um, hopefully, Vice President Mike Pence will round out these series this month. You get to hear from all of them a few months before you start casting your ballots in the primary. We've also invited Joe Biden. I don't know if we'll get that, but hey, it's worth a shot, right? All right. Uh, one last thing. It, because AMAC does so much to support us, I want to ask you to go match me. Go buy an annual membership or a three-year membership or a five-year membership like I do. Uh, you're going to get an extraordinary a discount this week if you go to amac.us slash townhall, amac.us slash townhall, you're going to get a five-year membership for just $35. Go do that. It's a great idea. It's a great savings. It's a great bargain. And uh, we'll make a lot of hay out of that. You'll get so much benefit. Discounts on services and car rentals and hotels and airlines and stuff. You get special offers on products, uh, special guidance in products on Medicare for those who are in that age group. Uh, daily political intelligence, an incredible podcast, a monthly print magazine delivered to your home. All of it is super stuff. You're smart. You're wiser. You're associating with two to three million other Americans who think just like you. Go to amac.us slash townhall today and check it out. All right, folks, that wraps up today's edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We'll be back tomorrow with regular programming. Until then, let's keep an eye on the Hill. Keep an eye on justinnews.com or the Justin News Apple and Android apps, and we'll have you covered all the breaking drama with Kevin McCarthy later today. All right, that uh, finishes the day for us. God bless you. Good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. 